Ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, leisure. Hello and welcome to Ladies of Leisure. I'm Lisa, and this is one of those leisuring without a word of the week, leisuring offline, leisuring at home, behind the scenes, leisuring, however you want to think of it, where we discuss, and by we, I mean myself and all of the details I've collected over time. What have we been doing in our free time? What is behind the word of the week? We haven't had a word of the week in a while. I'm working on that. We have backup plans. But like I say every episode, it's COVID. Nothing's real anymore. It's fine. It's fine. We just keep leisuring, even though sometimes the leisure is a little forced. I was talking to Slajana. We've been playing WhatsApp phone tag where we try to call and the other one misses the other call. And then a couple of days go by and we try to do it again. It's a, it's a fun game we like to play. But we were discussing how one of the reasons we can't seem to get together is life doesn't seem too stressful until it's like you're trying to do something where, all right, sure, I could be sitting on my butt on the couch watching something. Or if someone asks me, oh, can you drop what you're doing, which is probably nothing, and come do this, it's almost like I become a little stressed thinking about it. And COVID has just amped up that stress level because now I think, do I have a clean mask? When did I clean my mask? Special note, I know we have a few lords of leisure that listen to this. Did you know that men are not as likely to clean their masks as women? Weird. I know. If you imagine the stereotypical guy, and we don't like stereotypes here, but generally they have found that men are not washing their masks as much. I have to say, I've washed my mask a handful of times. So I'm probably more of a dude on that front. But there was a study recently showing that men were not cleaning their masks as, as much. And maybe that was one of the problems with having, having a little COVID on that side. Anyway, going back, it's stressful to think, where's your mask? It's stressful to think, okay, can I go out? Is this a place I can actually go? Is this a place where I feel comfortable? Have the people I'm going to see been quarantining? Are we going to be outside? That alleviates some pressure. How will I get there? It just adds a whole boatload. So Slajana and I have mostly been talking behind the scenes of just having another word to add to that stress has been a little bit of an issue. And then, so Jane has mentioned she has low grade depression, meaning, you know, it's not like you're going out to a doctor to get this, but I work in very ebb and flow, I guess you would say like momentum, but like ebb and flow type of situations where on one day I will do all the things and the next day, I have no energy. I don't have the inclination, the motivation. And I've just come to a point in my life where that's fine. But then there's the, okay, even that is not sparking. And anyway, it's a long way of saying COVID is the worst. Thanks for ruining our season two COVID. That being said, we've reached 100 episodes. What? What? So get excited. If you've listened to all of them, well, congratulations, because it was a little bumpy along the way. But these are these are some quality podcasts we have. Now, we're going to have some guests 
in the future. And if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, why is Lisa and Slajina not asked me to be a part of this? It's probably because of COVID. Again, all the answers point to because of COVID. If you would like though, we could do a word of the week. I will do a teaser. I was going to bring in two ladies and we were going to do the word threesome. Yep, that's right. And it brings me into a segue of what have we been doing behind the scenes? A lot of my stuff is related to sex, guys. So get excited. It's Sexy Ladies of Leisure podcast. All right. So first, my books, because we know I'm reading all the books. One of them is called Mating in Captivity. And it was recommended by one of my newsletters. I picked it up and it is a very psychological babble talk, but not in a boring way. And it's talking about can desire exist? So wanting to have sex with your partner exists inside marriage. And each chapter is slightly different. So one chapter was talking about why does marriage or a long-term relationship lead to a, a lack of desire? And they talk about, well, you have safety and you really want safety. And that's why you're in a long-term relationship, stability, feeling you know, very intimate with someone, but that doesn't always lead to sexy times. And then they divide up the book by giving examples. So this person is a psychologist and talks about people that she's worked with or seen. One particular thing I found interesting was she's also an outsider to American culture. So she says why she likes American culture, but she also refers to, not surprisingly, the purity that kind of goes along with a lot of aspects. So she loves the general optimism. Like if you have goals, you can do it and just go to attitude. But if you fail, it's clearly you're weak and you're terrible at this. Whereas that doesn't translate to why is your sex drive with your partner not, not there. And sometimes it's not even sex drive. She has one chapter where there was a guy who was really into S&M And he was very passive in most aspects of his life. Like always agreed with his partner, agreed he loved her. He would side with whatever she wanted. But then it got to bedroom sexy time. And that's where his aggressive side just let loose. So like that's what he needed. And she was blindsided by this. And they agreed they loved each other, but like their their sex compatibility was not great. So they had to change the way they were doing it. And I liked reading this psychologist because I felt like she wasn't judging. And in this instance, she she didn't judge. She said, hey, listen, you might need to get your outlet in other ways because I, I don't see this compatibility going. So maybe he could be more dominant in other aspects. And then she could be also dominant instead of just saying, hey, do you want to have sex today? She could be like, oh my gosh, unzip your pants and get over here type of thing. So it was interesting. And what I liked about it too was it didn't judge any of like the kinky stuff too, because you'll have to see there where it's like, oh, well, you're just kinky. That's why this is not a no-go. And it, she embraced the kinky and said, well, how, how, do you, how do you bring this together? Like, what do you see in this partner? And she gave so many examples that even if you were like, no, that's not me, you could say, oh, but this part, this part kind of relates to me and everything. And she gave a shout out to 
where Europeans, going back to the American Puritanism, the Europeans can dissect a little bit more easily the, well, this is what happens in sexy time. And then this is what happens in relationships. And Americans can't really get over the, if you are a positive female that wants equal rights, that you could possibly want that more submissive, sexy time, that you need to be dominant or not even dominant, but you need to be on like moral high ground all the time. And they relate it to the moral high ground even. I really appreciate that because there's some times where you just want to be dominated. And I appreciate that she wasn't so judgy about it. So if you are interested, Mating in Captivity, I would give it a thumbs up. It's probably one of the more clinically things that I've gone through lately. So that's saying something. And to round off, because of course I have my paranormal sexy books, I just read the book Power of Hades. I have to say, though, there was no sex in this book. I was very misled. This was my first finish in Kindle Unlimited trial that I have. And there was no sexiness. And it led into a book too. And it wasn't that good. So here's one of my problems. I mentioned this about some fairy sexy time I was reading where the fairies were using the F word. And I was like, this seems very not true. Like, I just don't imagine fairies, paranormal, just cussing away when they're in fairyland. Same thing here. This was the Greek gods. Hades is the god of the underworld. He was married at one point to Persephone. So I appreciate a good Greek mythology being correct. Only now she's immortal, forgot all of that, and is now in like a Hunger Games game for Hades, but she's not even sure she wants Hades. And something happened back in the day. That's why they're not together now. But she doesn't remember and no one would tell her. So it's, okay, you're going through Hunger Games for a guy that you don't kind of like. Also, they, they don't describe him very much. It takes half the book before you get a description of him. Don't appreciate that. And they're using F words all over the place. These are Greek gods. Why are they doing that? They're supposed to be better than that. I just... Come on. I, I don't I don't agree with that. So anyway, I don't I don't even know if I'm gonna go on to book two. If there's no sex, why why am I continuing? This is ridiculous. So continuing on the sexy theme, we decided this week that we are going to continue down the seduction, which is the if the fire festival, which was when they had that disaster of a music festival in the Bahamas or Bermuda, I can't remember. If they had dueling documentaries about how terrible it was, one was on Netflix, one was on Hulu, very similar type thing. The Vow, which was on HBO, was an eight episode series of how crazy the Nixium sexy cult was. And this is a four episode, I think it's on Showtime or Stars, that is a little bit better, supposedly. I've watched five minutes of it. And I'm already hooked because they had more people in it. The The eight episodes went on and on about these crazy people and like why they got sucked in. And they're actually talking in the four episode one. So I was like, well, why would I want to hear the hypothesis? 
when I could actually go and get the real deal. So I will come back with how I like it, but the seduction also focuses more on like why this guy who is head of this cult, positivity cult, like self-help cult, got all these, I think it's like over 120 years in jail. To get that, you need to do some bad things. And I don't think The Vow did a very good job of showing what kind of abuse was going on in the cult. So... I'll check that out for you and let you know how it goes. The other thing we did, who remembers the movie Secret of Nim came out in 1982. It's kind of creepy where it's got mice and rats that were tested on at like, you know, an animal testing center. And in a Disney-like cartoon, they have powers now and they're smart. But this mouse needs her house moved before the tractor comes and the rats are going to help her and she finds out all about her dead husband and it's to save her kids, one of which has pneumonia, her mouse kids, mice kids. We chested on our kids last night. Our kids were not afraid of it, but they have also watched Jaws and other things. But it was such a throwback because I remember the video tape, that's right, VHS cassette tape was on there and it had Secret of Nim, but I had to like, for those people that don't understand video cassettes, there's like three hours of recording, but if the movie's only 90 minutes, well, you're not just going to throw away like those like extra 90 minutes. So there's other things that are filmed on the other spots. So I'd have to fast forward to get to the Secret of Nim part and watch the movie. I also remember there was something wrong with it. Like it starts to get wibbly and like green in parts. So that also happened with Bible Goes West. It was also sad. But Secret of Nim, very good. Real throwback. It's on Amazon Prime for free. If you guys have a Prime account, go and watch it out. I am also going to do something this week. I will report back how it goes. I'm going to make chicken wings, which doesn't sound like a lot, but I've always bought at like Buffalo Wild Wings or gotten the frozen wings from Purdue. Makes such good chicken wings. But I've decided to make chicken wings. I've never made them before. And it's basically my favorite food. I will go and try a lot of different wings just to see how they are. I think I'm just going to go with traditional like Buffalo wing sauce. But wish me luck. We're expanding out. Now that my house has sold, that happened last week, That's why it was a little too crazy for an episode. We're ready to focus on the leisuring life because uh, it looks like COVID's making a big ramp back. I see the numbers. So it looks like we're going to be home some more. So why don't I learn how to make some buffalo wings? Totally fine. The other thing I've noticed is my kids want decorations. They just saw the decorations for Halloween. They're like, this is great but I don't know what to do for Thanksgiving decor. There's one house that we drive by that has a giant inflatable turkey and I'm just against the inflatables. I just, I don't want that. I love looking at them at other people's houses. So if you have them, great, I'll drive by. I just don't want them. They look so sad if they're deflated on the lawn. Just looks like someone like turded on my yard, just poops some plastic, billowy mess. But if they're up and running, super good. But while I was looking for a Thanksgiving decor, I noticed that people are ramping up for Christmas. And I know I should have expected right around Halloween, people are already bypassing Halloween to go to Christmas. But I feel like people this year are like going in hard. 
my friend, I went to her house today. She has her Christmas, one of her Christmas trees up already decorated. That's what she did for Veterans Day. And I was like, really? That's crazy. I don't know. I will say because of the move, all of my Christmas stuff is still in boxes and not well organized. I think I knew we were moving. So I was like, I don't need to worry about these things. And now future Lisa has to deal with past Lisa's problems. They're all over. Like the boxes are just everywhere in our garage. So we can't really pick up the garage because we have all this Christmas stuff. But I also am reluctant to start Christmas decorating before Thanksgiving. It's just, oh, and Thanksgiving is going to be so sad this year. There's no Macy's Day Parade. That's how I start off the morning. We've already started watching Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. This was part of my rage against the like full throttle Christmas. I've had like two Christmas invitations already. I'm like, nope, nope, step back. We're watching Charlie Brown and Thanksgiving. <sighs> My husband and I had a debate. Does Charlie Brown stand the test of time? I don't think it does, but I'm going to still watch it. One, I love the music. I could, I could listen to that all day. But I like the characters. And I also feel like it's a bit of nostalgia because I used to read the Sunday comics in the newspaper and Charlie Brown was always there. But going back, Charlie Brown has all of his friends, basically, like including Peppermint Patty, basically invite themselves over to his place for Thanksgiving. And for some reason, he doesn't tell them no. He goes through and tries to make dinner with Snoopy and Woodstock. They're making buttered toast, jelly beans, and popcorn, which for kids, I would think that's all they wanted, right? But then Peppermint Patty loses her mind and wants turkey and stuffing. And he's like, oh, we're going to my grandma's. Why didn't you say that? Also, why are your parents not helping you? You just made seating outside for all your friends and all the bread's gone. What? And the dog's making the food, which is not very sanitary. Question, questionable actions by Mr. Charlie Brown. But uh, I still watched it and my, my kids loved it. They thought it was great. They wanted to watch it again. I was like, well, we're going to take a break from this. It's fine. Let's go secret in him. It's fine. So even though it's totally for Christmas, one thing I am doing is creating wish lists early. So these are Amazon wish lists that I have for my kids and for myself. So when people ask, what do you want? It's up to date. And I can be like, just go to my Amazon page. And I don't have to tell them because probably as soon as I added it, I forgot what it was. So it's it's gone now from my brain. Well, I started adding stuff, but there was some crazy stuff that I found today. So Urban Outfitters, ugh, this company, where have they been? I think I associated them with something that just wasn't for me, but they totally are. So here's what they got. They have a sad, maybe not sad, but a morose looking potato nightlight. So he's got a little face. It's a little potato with arms and legs and it's nightlight. And I absolutely love it. I don't know why. I just love it so much. And then the other thing they have that just got me. I think I'm ready to try removable wallpaper. There's a succulent print. I've been looking at it. I 
have held up little pictures of it next to me. I've even asked friends who have better design skills than me. I think I'm going to try it. I am not confident though. I've watched three YouTube videos that I can actually line up because if it if it's succulents and it's a, a spread of them, then I got to line those up. Otherwise, I'm going to be stuck staring at this. So it's removable wallpaper. So I'm hoping that it does in fact remove quite well. But anyway, Urban Outfitters, go onto that website and start looking at the craziness they have. They also released vinyls for some reason. And I was like, why is this also here? I don't understand. Anyway, go check it out. It's beautiful. But I would love to know what people are putting on their list this year. It's a little crazy with... Are people going to be with family? Are they not? Are you just going to try to make up for it with buying gifts? That's my plan. And then let's not ignore Thanksgiving. Let's give everyone a little a little pass for Thanksgiving. You should go. You should embrace it. Eat all the stuffing. I'm excited. I'm going to mix it all with the Halloween candy that's still in abundance in our house. It's going to be stuffing and Sour Patch Kids. It's going to be great. So anyway, now you're up to date on what has been going on behind the scenes. And I hope to talk to you you soon. LOL.